changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some instant inspiration for you from Chicken Soup for the Soul. Today, I want to talk about a couple of quick and easy ways to figure out what you want to do with your life. So let's start with a story from Esther Griffin. It appeared in Chicken Soup for the Soul, From Lemons to Lemonade. Esther tells us that she was feeling fine, and she was only in her mid-50s, but she had strained her back at work when she had to move this old, heavy, wooden desk because the phone guy was coming, and she had to move the desk for him. So she moved it all by herself, and she felt the pain in her back immediately. She was bedridden for days, and then she finally hobbled to her car and went to the doctor and had an x-ray. And he said that her back was okay. It would heal by itself. But the x-ray had shown a spot on her kidney. So she went for a CAT scan, and the CAT scan revealed a cancerous tumor. So Esther had it removed. But unfortunately, it was a type of cancer that would not respond to treatment. And the doctor said that they couldn't predict whether they got it all or not. And that meant that she might only have one year to live. So they said, take a cruise, enjoy yourself, because we don't know what's going to happen. But Esther fought back. She was in her mid-50s. She wasn't even old enough to collect any of the Social Security that she had contributed to during all her years working in the school district. And she decided that if she only had one year left, She was going to make the most of it, and she was finally going to focus on what she cared about. She says, if I had only a year, I was going to make it count. A plea for volunteers at our local zoo appeared in the newspaper. I signed up for the 23-week course to learn all about animals and how to handle them. The newsletter from my genealogy society arrived. It was hand-printed with genealogy misspelled. And they said they were looking for a volunteer editor. I had only a year, but I surely could do better than that. So I became an editor. Editing that newsletter made Esther realize that she could write. So she decided to use some of her last year to write, and she sold a few pieces. She gave away many of her possessions. She gave away all her art supplies as she was waiting for her one year to end. She continued doing things that she had a passion for, though, because she wanted to make every single day of her last year count. When the year ended and she was still around, she decided she might as well take advantage of her extra time. After all, how much more time might she have? So she did everything that she had ever wanted to do. She took Spanish and Russian. She taught night school courses in genealogy and family history. She spent as much time as she could with her grandchildren because she wasn't going to see them grow up. Well, now that woman in her mid-50s is in her 80s. She has seen all 10 of her grandchildren grow up, and she has four great-grandchildren, too. She's been a zoo volunteer for more than 25 years. She is the editor of a local historical society newsletter. She's had several articles and a couple of children's books published. And Esther reports that she continues to live every year as if it's her last, which is a strategy that has been working very well for her for all 25 of her last years. 
So Albert Einstein said, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. So you don't really need the threat of dying to figure out what you want to do. Just pretend you're Esther and you've gotten that very uncertain news. What would you do if, like Esther, you thought you only had one more year? Hearing she had one year to live gave Esther the motivation to figure out what she wanted to do with her life. J.C. Sullivan figured out another way to tap into her true desires. Well, actually, it was her brother who figured it out. J.C. told us about it in our big bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Find Your Happiness. So here's how J.C.'s brother helped her. She was whining to her brother one day about how much she hated her job in banking, and she said she didn't really know what she wanted to do. And her brother said, imagine that you just won the lottery. What would be the first thing you'd do? And without even thinking about it for a second, J.C. blurted out, oh my God, I would move to Italy because she had dreamed of living in Italy since she was a child. J.C.'s brother said, well, then do it. Move. I'm sick of hearing that you hate your job. I'll come visit you there. So J.C. pointed out to him that she had a ton of debt, but her brother didn't want to hear about it. He just said, start saving, do whatever it takes to get out of debt, and focus on your goal, moving to Italy. So there's a quote from Henry Ford that I love, and it goes like this. Obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off your goal. So J.C. focused on her goal instead of her obstacles. She threw all her energy into getting out of debt. She canceled absolutely everything that cost money. She stopped carrying cash. She put her credit cards in the freezer. Then she started paying down those credit cards, and she started to build up savings, and she started practicing her Italian. Her whole focus was on getting to Italy. And as she did this, she found that her stress at work diminished, even though she was still at that job that she didn't like. And she also played a little mind game with herself. She packed a suitcase and she put her passport inside it, ready to go. And she says that every time she saw that passport inside the suitcase, it made it real for her. She was going to Italy. And then the day finally came. She had saved up enough money and JC was off to Milan. She says, I didn't know what would happen in Italy, but one thing was for sure. Even on its worst day, it had to be more interesting than my boring life as a stressed-out, debt-ridden banker. This is a great idea, right? Imagine that you won the lottery. What would you do? JC says, my imaginary lottery win forced me to listen to my inner voice, and that imaginary lottery ticket turned into a real plane ticket. Deciding to move was a turning point in my life. My brother, Sean, knew that money had always been my obstacle. He simply removed money from the discussion and asked me to envision a different reality. Because so many of us use money as an excuse not to do something, I love this way of thinking and still use it when I'm trying to decide my next steps. So I love that idea, and I realized after I read JC's story that I had used this same strategy when I was in Brazil as a 20-year-old interviewing writers and poets for my thesis, and to pull out of them what their true desires were, I used to ask them, what would you do if you won the lottery? 
So I really think it's a great way to figure out what you want to do, because I know those people would always get a dreamy look on their faces, and it really would help them get in touch with their true path to happiness. It's a great way to figure out what you want in life. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. If you'd like to read the books that I mentioned, please visit chickensoup.com, click on the podcast button. You'll see this week's featured books and the buy buttons to find them at great prices. Join me next time for a couple of stories about how two people solved medical mysteries in their sleep from our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles and More. You'll be surprised by what you can actually figure out in your dreams while you're asleep.